Hello, hello. Welcome to Max XP for RPGs. I need to stop spacing that out so much, but I've, <laughs> I think it's fun. Um, if you haven't watched episode one, or segment one, whatever we want to call it, I don't really care. Um, it's only 15 minutes long, and I'm literally recording this about 10 15 minutes after it turns out i had some extra a little bit of extra time so i thought uh, you know what might as well so uh, pardon me i'm out of breath i have to walk up three flights of stairs every time i go into my house and it never gets easier especially with a bum knee so uh still playing star wars Knights of the old republic haven't made any progress because once again <laughs> recording this literally 10 minutes after episode one so um yep still doing that um but on today's segment i wanted to uh wanted to talk about um how to effectively introduce a villain and the reason is because nowadays i feel like in movies and in tv shows and there's just villains have kind of got the short end of the stick now and I'm not sure why. So, uh, the villains that I know of, they're just, they're just not interesting anymore. And it's because they're just not, uh, they aren't introduced very well. And they're not effective villains. The, uh, it's like they, they get one punched by the hero and it's over. And I'm like, that doesn't. That doesn't make an enticing villain. That that kind of makes, that kind of makes a pansy, if anything. So, first, how do you introduce a villain? And second, um, how do you make a good villain? Uh, first, for introduction, there's a number of ways I think it can be done, and it can be done very well. My favorite introduction for a villain is in the game Final Fantasy VII, and it's because through Final Fantasy VII, you, like, you know Sephiroth is a villain. But you don't even see Sephiroth until like the very, like almost the end of the first disc. Which is like a good 10 to 12 to 15 hours or so, I think. I don't know, it's been a little while since I played Final Fantasy VII. But um, like you hear about Sephiroth and you're following the trail of Sephiroth, which every single time... You come across something Sephiroth has done, it's it's one of those things where you're like, oh, oh dear, who are we up against? Because, it, it, and just an example, when you leave the first town of Midgard and you're out in the open world, um, the place where you have to go is being guarded by this giant serpent that um, you essentially have to outrun. If you end up finding it, it literally one-shots your whole party. There's, there's no real way to beat it right at the beginning. Uh, but once you, once you can get past it and go, and you go into the cave that it's guarding and you go to the other side of the cave, there's another, another one of those serpents that has literally been impaled on a tree. Uh, like the corpse is still hanging from the tree and the rest of it is just kind of dangling down. And there's blood everywhere. And you know that the last person that went through here was Sephiroth. And it's like, oh. So this thing one-shot all of us. And this guy literally impaled it on a tree. What are we up against? 
past. And, you know, there's other events that occur that are kind of like, who is Sephiroth? What is this guy? This, obviously, we're dealing with somebody that's remarkably powerful. And that, that was one of my favorite villain introductions was of Sephiroth because he, he just, when you're literally chasing him, it feels like you're literally walking to your death. Because there's just no, it just doesn't seem like there's any way you're going to be able to fight this guy effectively. Now, another, um, another good, actually great example is Darth Vader. And this is an example everybody uses for introducing a, a good villain. Darth Vader, as soon as he walks in, is like a, a full head taller than everyone else in the room. He's dark. He's mysterious. He's, <clears throat> he's imposing. And the, when you hear that deep, uh, when you hear that deep voice as he's holding somebody up with one arm, and then just kind of tosses the guy like a ragdoll after literally breaking his neck, that was just like, oh, I remember just thinking to myself when I was a kid, like, that's terrifying. And you know, the the air of mystery, I think is what's a good like the best way to introduce a villain you don't know what you're up against but also the the idea that the villain is the the villain is kind of the pinnacle of 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 strength of of you know they're they're imposing they're strong they're powerful they're there there's something about them that like even if they're like like in Sephiroth's case he was supposed to be a very attractive man. There's something about them that's just off. And it's it's that sense of uneasiness that I think is creates a really effective way of introducing the villain. Now, how do you make a good villain? What like, you know, again with Darth Vader, he's imposing, he's powerful, he's uh he has that air of mystery. You, when you first see him, you don't know what he looks like. It's just, he's hidden behind this mask, and this this dark, um, this dark suit and this and and a cape. So there's this air of majesty but mystery that comes with Darth Vader. But other effective and very good villains, I think, are characters like uh, uh, like. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't uh, come into this <laughs> prepared at all. I think Bane from Dark Knight Rises is one of the best villains that I can think of. And a lot of people are like, oh no, Joker is way better. Joker is a good chaotic villain, <clears throat> but in the grand scheme of things, he, he's not a great villain. He's just a great antagonist towards to Batman. Bane is a great villain because not only is Bane large and imposing, he's mysterious and he's incredibly smart to the point he figured out exactly who Batman was without ever even meeting Bruce Wayne. Uh, it was just like uh, he knew exactly who he was dealing with and that took Batman off guard when they started, you know, going hand to hand. So not only does not only is Bane physically imposing, he starts off a fight by 
um, by disorienting his opponent with, you know, playing a, playing the psychological game. So Batman started his fight with Bane, like his actual hand-to-hand fight with Bane, at a disadvantage. But the entire movie is a fight with Bane, because um, all of Bane's tactics go off perfectly. Uh, his entire plan went off perfectly because he thought of everything. The, the the one thing that he didn't think of was was Batman at first, but uh, going into a city where the where the person that's the city's hero, the city sees him as their villain, played into, it, it essentially uh, played into Bane's favor. It was exactly what he needed in order to to accomplish his uh, to accomplish his goals, which he ended up doing. The issue with with Bane is that he he went out like a pansy, and I was like, it was the most anticlimactic ending to a great villain. That I have ever seen, <laughs> um, but the, there, there's still that that he's imposing. There's the air of mystery because you don't know who he is. You don't know where he came from. He just sort of showed up. He's he's intelligent. Um, he's powerful. All the things that make a great villain a compelling villain, and I guess the biggest factor is that. Darth Vader, Bane, Sephiroth, among many other villains, they are a legitimate obstacle that the hero has to overcome. And they are such an imposing obstacle that it takes everything the hero has in order to overcome them. And for Luke Skywalker, like Vader and Vader and the Emperor had to disable essentially had to almost make Luke turn to the dark side and throw everything he had at Darth Vader in order to in order to beat him and still Luke remained good and still believed that he could that he can return his father to the good to the light side in terms of Sephiroth again you had to throw everything at him at the very end, like everything you had, everything you've learned, you have to throw everything in order to beat him. And um, in terms of Bane, once again, um, Batman had to had to play the game in which he <clears throat> he played the psychological game. He threw Bane, he threw Bane off by, you know, Bane wasn't expecting him to come back. <laughs> And when Batman finally comes back, sorry, spoiler alert, when Batman finally comes back to Gotham after Bane, again, spoiler alerts here, after Bane broke him, um, Bane was not expecting to see Batman again. So right there, Batman has the advantage. He's he's destabilized the opponent. And even though Bane is, uh, Bane is fighting ferociously and still winning in a hand-to-hand fight with Batman, Batman is now attacking the mask where Bane, uh, it, that's literally keeping Bane alive. And by popping the little things out where, you know, the, the Bane's trying to guard the mask, but Batman's popping little things out that are making it harder and harder for Bane to fight because he's getting more and more distracted. Uh, Batman ends up winning the fight because he... He, one, threw his opponent off, and two, attacked his opponent's weakness, but he had to throw everything he had at Bane in order to beat him. 
and even then he didn't he he had to do he had to make the ultimate sacrifice at least you you think <clears throat> sorry i'm not going to spoil the end um but he had to make i'm going to say the ultimate sacrifice but it's not what you think <laughs> if you haven't seen dark knight rises um in order to overcome bane's overall plan and you know there's another couple little interesting uh little plot twist i guess interesting i guess you call it <laughs> little plot twists that happen along the way but overall bane is just bane made such a good villain in a movie because he was so hard to overcome same thing with uh same thing with sephiroth in in a video game darth vader in a movie and i i i would even throw ganondorf from the Legend of Zelda series, because, well, specifically Ocarina of Time, <clears throat> because Ganondorf, when he starts out looking, he starts out imposing, powerful, uh, mysterious, he, you know, because you don't know a lot about him when you first see him, all you know is he's, and he, he's the king of, he's a king of thieves, and then he literally overthrows an entire government, he, um, he follows who he suspects is, is going to lead him to what he wants and ends up getting exactly what he wants to a degree. He overthrows an entire country and, um, yeah, Ganondorf is like a huge obstacle to overcome. And when you fight him in the end, it's not that difficult of a fight, but the fact, the fact of what he's been able to do makes him a very compelling villain as well and there's a there's hundreds if not thousands of others very uh, of very compelling villains it, it you know those are just the ones that i want to highlight here excuse me my voice cracked a little bit <clears throat> those are just the ones that i want to highlight here uh, so how do you introduce a villain i think having an air of mystery um and showing how imposing the villain is right from the get-go and in in the um in the way of sephiroth i think not even revealing the villain until you know like later in you know, later on when you've seen what they can do you follow the trail but then you you find the villain um halfway up the trail and you realize exactly what you're looking at and who you're looking at and whether or not that you would be threatened by that but you look behind you and you're like you did that. Oh, jeez. We're in for a fight. Um, so the Sephiroth way, I think, is one of the best ways. But the Darth Vader way and the Ganondorf way, where there's an air of mystery, but the, the figure is so imposing that right from the get-go, you know to fear them. That's another, another very brilliant way to introduce a villain. Uh how to have an effective villain they have to be an actual obstacle not like the not like freaking kylo ren that gets beat every single time he fights ray <laughs> he was never an obstacle for ray he was he was more an annoyance and it's it's so sad because adam driver is such an incredible actor and he nailed that character except for the fact that kylo ren was never a good villain he he get he got beat every time so there's no reason to fear him because he's just he's just going to lose again, right? 
Um, but with all that said, to have a good villain, you need an actual obstacle. Uh, yeah, that's all I have for, for today. Hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time.